Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Olinka Cullinan of I Start First. Olinka, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So excited. Definitely excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I wanted to read a little bit more about Olinka so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Olinka is a, is a CEO and founder of I Start First. She empowers women to up-level their business and mindset via online bootcamp, I Start First Women's Summit, and delivering keynotes and workshops for companies nationwide and globally. Olinka has developed a backbone of success method that helps female leaders to take action, get paid their worth, and show up like a boss babe. Olinka's work globally combined with humor and personal experiences led to her recent experiences, her recent appearances at TEDx twice and made her into one of the nation's premier consultants. Olinka, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Oh, I am. I am. Awesome. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I wanted to, to kind of rewind the clock a little bit and hear a little bit more about how you got started. So could you take us through your CEO story? We'll let you get started with the business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, if you guys can hear from my accent, I'm not from Texas. I was born and raised in Russia and moved to the U.S. right before I turned 21. Uh, you know, my journey as a CEO started even before I was CEO of a company because my mother actually built a company and, you know, uh, ran it for 37 years. So I got introduced to entrepreneurship very, very early. I was one of those teens who got to walk into rooms and negotiate million-dollar contracts and didn't think anything of it. But I took a lot of entrepreneurship for granted because, you know, it's one thing is seeing it done and one and another thing living it. But I also debated whether or not I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So in my early career, actually, my brother and I made, made a pact, believe it or not. So for all of those listening, listen to your mother because my, <laughs> I didn't want to be an entrepreneur initially. And I went into teaching, actually, and I uh, did not want to take over my mom's company, moved here to the U.S., stayed in, uh, higher, ad in higher education for a little bit, and quickly realized that, you know, after all, I couldn't get rid of the entrepreneurial bug. So my first journey as a CEO started when I launched my first company. It was called Rising Tycoons, and we were teaching teens how to take ideas and make them marketable. We work in, with 14 to 17-year-olds pretty much all over the country and globally, put over 10,000 kids, over 1,500 educators for the program and three and a half years. I mean, talk about startup on steroids. <laughs> uh, but I also realized, you know, that that was not necessarily the legacy because in the process, I started working with universities and colleges and speaking in different platforms and saw that every time I walked into rooms and, you know, talk about investors or pitching or building businesses, the man to women ratio was always 90, 10 or 80, 20 on a good day. Mm -hmm. And I guess, to be honest, I was, I knew that always, you know, I knew it when I was younger because my mom was primarily in a male-dominated arena, but that's where the awareness set in. And I started realizing that, you know, whether I'm working with 14-year-olds or 20-some-year-olds in colleges, 
somehow male were dominated in the business field. And I thought, you know, interesting, why is that? Why are we having, why, why are we not having more women becoming CEOs and coming into C-suites in the companies? And, you know, in the process, got invited into this project called Passionistas, which was my first book. We went Amazon bestseller in one week. We actually, our claim to fame is that we surpassed Tony Robbins in few categories. Nice. And from that point, got invited to different talk shows, radio shows, podcasts, and to be honest, just started using the hashtag I start first more so as a combination and enhancement to my message because my message to women was if you want to change something in your life and your community, you need to start. And you know, nobody's coming to save you per se. So started using the hashtag and then, you know, then more women started reaching out, asking what else do you have? And it's ironic because I start first actually was born from a conversation with a male with one of my guy friends. We were sitting in a coffee shop and he said, Well, what are you gonna do about it? because I kept complaining how I go to all these conferences and speak at all these different global platforms and it's always, you know, more men than women. And he said, what are you going to do about it? And I thought about it and I said, you know, I don't know. And he said, well, don't you just start? And I said, yeah, I start first. And so that's how I start first was born as a company. We bought domain right there in that coffee shop. And then it started unfolding from that point because we brought the boot camps online so more women could participate from all over the world. And then we, I started listening to women saying we want to meet each other in person. So we created I Start First Summit, which is a one day transformational conference. So to be honest, it's interesting because the whole journey of I Start First and me as a CEO that full transformation into women only arena happened because of me essentially avoiding the topic that we didn't have enough females in you know c-suites and playing at the ceo level so it's definitely an interesting journey yeah absolutely but i'm super you know excited that you've been able to, to, to build and grow that and i think it, it's so funny you were saying that when you we were mentioned i was like this exact thing is like you, when you were saying that you couldn't get rid of like the entrepreneurial bug, that's the <laughs> definition of entrepreneurship by seeing something that's an issue and saying, Hey, I'm going to create this. I'm going to, I'm going to fulfill what this need is, this void and something that's kind of helping out an underserved community as well too. So I definitely commend you for being able to do that and reminding people how important it is to do that. Uh, yeah. So, so many times. I agree. I agree. So true because I think the best businesses come out out of solving pain, point, pain points, right? Whether mm -hmm. yours or someone else's. So yes, couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know you touched on it a little bit. Could you take us through, um, I guess, the, the many different ways that people can interact and, 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 and um, engage with iStart first and some of the, mm -hmm. the things you have for your, your, your uh, clients? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I Start First is designed to be, you know, a women, you know, empowerment brand. And uh, one of the things we do is the year long bootcamp, which is designed for women who want to start scale their own businesses, but also for women who are in their careers and maybe want to go next level or ready to change something. And maybe they've been in corporate America, but they're kind of sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And even though everything looks successful on paper, they just don't feel fulfilled or they feel, you know, sort of stuck 
in the same place. So that boot camp is a year long. It's designed to be a 12 month boot camp because we've had such incredible, incredible, um, you know, growth with the women we work with. We have women who come in with ideas on a napkin and launch full blown companies seven months in. We've had women who went from, you know, being engineers to launching their own clothing brands and becoming Sports Illustrated Designer of the Year. So it definitely has proved its own version of success. So that's one of the ways, and to be honest, is my favorite, you know, pathway for growth for the women we work with, just because it's been proven to be such a, you know, the results we're getting are so extraordinary. And it's essentially a combination of working with me one-on-one because they get bi-weekly calls with me, but they also have a group support and a group call with experts that I bring from my personal network monthly. So it gives them the best of both worlds because I truly believe that women benefit in community rather than being alone. Women are designed to be tribal. We definitely need that support. We need that camaraderie that we get from other women. But we also need reminder that we're not alone when we're going through really difficult struggles and we feel like we're the only ones stuck in this, you know. So uh, another uh, another way we interact is community. We have an I Start First community, which is a very inexpensive, very easy, quick way to sort of get a taste for what I Start First is all about. It's a monthly subscription fee and women who are in it get weekly videos, kind of do-it-yourself videos on everything from finance to business that they need. But then they also still get that support because we do in-person as of now in Phoenix, but we're going to be expanding to other cities. And then we do online meetings. Uh, They also get access to online masterclasses that we run. So they get a lot of value for uh, basically for very little investment. And I'm doing it because a lot of women I work with are also young and they are, you know, brand new out of college or just started in their careers. So that was a way to serve a much larger community of women all across the nation. And then uh, the third avenue is working with corporations. You know, my big strong push in the corporate world is obviously one, bringing more women into C-suites, like I said, but also having companies understand that having a women's initiative is not, at this point, it's not a luxury, it's not, it's a necessity because women are bringing very, very different skill set to the marketplace. There is, you know, there is no secret that companies that have the men to uh, to men to women ratios, especially in their upper echelons, are performing much better. Their ROI is increasing. So that's one of the things I do is I teach companies how to work with women and millennials because we have millennials entering workforce and so many companies are struggling with retaining them, recruiting them, managing them because it's such a different generation. So when I do, I uh, when I do, I speak and I do a lot of trainings specifically with companies on working with millennials and females and, you know, expanding that avenue. So those are the three primary ways. And obviously the conference that we run once a year, uh, twice a year, we run it once in state awesome. we go to different cities. So yeah, I'm very, very excited. But yeah, yeah. that's, we are, you know, we are online, we're fully accessible nationally and globally, really. Nice. And I, I definitely appreciate that again for championing that one and two, of course, providing so many different ways that, you know, women can, can develop their own business or, or be part of that C-suite as you, as you talked about as well too. So um, I, I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce and it could be for yourself personally or your business, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Uh, well, a couple things in terms of uh, business, it's definitely the fact that uh, we, a lot we, 
essentially are teaching women completely opposite skills that they're naturally taught, which is com competitiveness. And a lot of times, you know, women treat each other not as nice. Uh, we definitely teach collaboration to our women. We teach them that you grow much, much faster collaborating and not competing. So it is a pride and joy for me to say that, you know, when we run our event, we have extraordinary, very powerful women in the same room who love on each other, who are very raw, real and honest. That's one of the core values of I Start First. And as for me personally, I would, I would say what, you know, most women who've worked with me and companies who work with me said, I have this ability of seeing people in their next level of growth before they even get there. And I think that's what makes me a good guide, good coach, good facilitator, because I can quickly recognize where the growth is needed, but also kind of see that high level vision and get whether it's a company or an individual to that level, basically on borrowed belief first, because sometimes we don't believe in ourselves. So we need that borrowed belief. And I think that's what I do really, really well. Nice. I absolutely love that. I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, well, it's definitely my calendar blocking system because I think everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. And I think, um, you know, I would say you have to be committed to what you get done in a day. And a lot of us get so, you know, caught up in the fact that we are so busy that we lose the difference between being busy and being productive. To me, I leave and, you know, die by productivity hacks. So I am very big believer in the power of three, which means I have three things, three main things I put on my calendar daily. And though I don't get to go to bed until those get done. So if I have to, move something off my calendar if I have to remove things those three things are non-negotiable I do exactly the same way with my monthly goals my quarterly goals my yearly goals I never go over three and you're absolutely right awesome so now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget so that could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice it might be something you would tell somebody that's uh, in your community or might even be something if you were to hop into a time machine you would tell your younger business self I love it. I love it. Yes, I use this one all the time. I say that if skills are learnable, success is learnable too. Because I feel that a lot of times, especially for women, we get stuck on, you know, almost not believing in possibility of our own success, because it just seems so big and unattainable. But all success really is, is a set of skills, right? So if can up your skills if you can focus on what skills you need to get to the mastery level at a certain you know area that's how you really build your success you just become a master and you create an incredible skill set that you are working on and focusing on and you stay you know determined and committed and that's how success is really built Awesome. 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 Well, Alinka, truly appreciate that. And I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Alinka, what does being a CEO mean to you? To me, it means showing up in your best, but most vulnerable version as a leader, because you see people will never do what you say. They will only do what you do. So if you are not willing to show up in your best, but yet most vulnerable, which in my opinion is most powerful, honest and raw version, then they never really get to see the great CEO and leader that you are. They only see a version of yourself and you can really create a masterpiece from a 
part of anything, right? It has to be whole and it has to be complete and it has to be there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Link, I truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Well, thank you so much again, Gresh, for having me. I loved it. Great questions. Uh, thank you for all of you who are listening. Remember that starting is just as important as success. And to get a hold of me is very easy. Everything I run is under istartfirst.com or my social media is under my name, Alinka Cullinan. And it's not a bot that's going to respond to you. It's going to be me. So I'm very raw and real, just like I said. And anything I can serve or help with, I'm always there and available. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Olinka. We will have the links and information in the show notes, but I definitely appreciate you for reminding us as well, too. In order for us to get to and reach success, we have to get started. So what better way to do that than to reach out to Olinka? So I appreciate you again, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.